all bigger and rich than ever. Can't believe I made it. It's my first time getting money. Where's my money? It's right here. Right there. Y'all can't see me. We getting rich. Hot body. Hot body younger. <laughs> you in my fucking way. Hey, hey, my man, he getting rich. Yeah, I'm getting rich too. Yeah, I'm getting rich too. Yeah. yeah. Big investments, flavors got a large selection. Call the plan side Balenciaga, call the plan side the trenches. Give money for these niggas, he play I'm a uppy nigga. They don't want no smoke, we gon' roll. They know we fight it up, they just want the pressure, we got it. This shit here high for. I be catching plays on the daily. I have a clientele, I just say my name to Livion. Well, I'm having bills. Hard times we prevail. Spent years manifesting. Another day, another lesson. Took it all as a blessing. Put it all in my craft. It took me to another level. Shit got tricky. Took a deep breath and got creative. I remember vividly. Y'all ain't really see the vision, but never did complain about that. I was on a mission. Did a play inside Balenci. Elevated, moving different. Taking calculated risks. Skills still in the kitchen. It was five in the morning. I was up, couldn't sleep. And if I didn't get that money, then my son wouldn't need it. Look, I didn't finish school, so I was back in the streets. And look, them police niggas was trying to Assassinate me, nigga shit. like a cornerback last week, the pack got intercepted. And I'm making big investments. Flavors got a large selection. Call the plan side Balenciaga. Call the plan side the trenches. Give money for these niggas. He play I'm a uppy nigga. They don't want no smoke, we gon' roll. They know we fight it up. They just want the press, we got it. This shit here high and full. I be catching plays on the daily. I'm having clientele. I should turn my name to Le'Veon. The way I'm having bills. Made it way. Always knew that it'd be better days, better ways, better life, better everything, never change. Just elevated my mind frame, discipline. Go hard, gotta make it shake. Always had a plan, even when I lived in the A. You don't understand, I put that work in every day. I don't got shit to hide, nigga, I was doing bad. Beast mode activated, I was down to my last. Five in the morning, I was up, couldn't sleep. And if I didn't get that money, then my son wouldn't need it. Look, I didn't finish school, so I was back in the streets. And look, them police niggas was trying to assassinate me, nigga. Shit. like a cornerback last week, the pack got intercepted. And I'm making big investments. Flavors got a large selection. Call the plan side Balenciaga. Call the plan side the trenches. Give money for these niggas. Keep playing my Oh. What's up, bro? Cool, man. What's happening? Man, I'm chilling, brother. Hey, what's happening? It's popping, man. Welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the Untitled Podcast, man. AKA the greatest show on earth. AKA uh, your favorite podcast, favorite podcast, man. I am your host, Boob. If you don't know the voice, you should know it by now, man. It is my brother, Locke. How you feeling, my boy? I am good, my G. Yeah? I'm I'm doing good, my nigga. Yeah. You all right? Hey, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm in the process of, of packing shit, moving shit. It's the last... Episode we're gonna be doing in the current right, right, yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying. You know, it's, it's, it's an exciting time, right? So, you know, it's you know, I'm I'm good, I'm tired, bro. Man, fam, I you know, 
It's it's one of the things, dog. Like you know, like growing up, like you never really said like when you was tired. Like you know what I'm right. saying? Like even like think about growing up playing sports and shit. Coach be like, "Y'all tired? Nah, no, sir. Nah. Yeah, so you don't, don't take me out. Yeah, leave me in, bro. I'm good, bro. Let I am beat, nigga. I'm poop. Look, let me tell you something, bro. We, we it's crazy how like we when we both going through something, we're both going through something similar at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Because I am just just this week. I have realized that I am spreading myself too thin, and I am actually. This has got to be what fatigue is. What I'm going through right now, it's got to be because every aspect of my life is suffering because I am trying to do so much. You know what I'm saying? Like, remember. We were talking a couple episodes ago and we were both talking about like um, the stuff that we want to accomplish throughout the year. You know what I'm saying? We're not uh, new year, new me type of people, but there are goals that we want to we want to accomplish. Right. I think I've in the beginning, I bit off a little too much. Bit off a little bit more than I can chew. Right. I'm doing two. I'm instead of doing like. One or two things and concentrating on that, you know what I'm saying, and focusing. I have been doing like six, yeah. And then even with all that six, right? I haven't even done something that truly I enjoy doing. I haven't been to the gym since the new year started. No, I lied. I've been twice. Okay. I did two fucking leg days because I said, and those was Mondays. Like, yo, I'm gonna start the week over. I'm gonna get back right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then after Monday, my whole fucking my schedule just do a backflip and then I can't go to the gym because I gotta do this 15 at work. I gotta do um I gotta take this course to get certified in this or do just so much, bro. I'm I've been so tired, dog. I haven't been to work since Monday. Sheesh. Monday, bro. And it's elective. Like I can I can go to work when I want to. And every time it's time to get up and go to work, I'm like, fuck that shit. I ain't going <laughs> Cause I'm I'm so tired, B. And right. then I I say the next day when I get some rest, I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna feel better. I wake up and I'm still tired because That's of that same thing that we that you just said. I never admitted when I was tired, so I just kept going. And now that I'm letting my body rest, it's 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 resting. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I, I didn't realize how exhausted I really was. And doing your, everything And it's your body Taking full advantage of Yeah the rest. Exactly See your body's on some Now nah, fuck that Yeah we, it's over yeah, with yeah, no, no, We still resting Yep Rest time Yeah nah I'm with you I'll be the same way And like It's like When we talked about Like um Another episode Early episode This year We talked about like All things You know That that You know We're gonna have For the podcast Like gotta go this Gotta do that Gotta do that And I was like Yeah but You know Because in my mind I was like, yeah, I want to do X, Y, and Z, but it's a thing where it's like, dog, like, if I do all that tomorrow, I'm going to pass out. Word. Like, and the thing also, too, I think, is that once you hit a certain point at a certain age, like, not only are you doing a lot, but all the things that you're doing matter. You know what I'm saying? So, it's certain stock in everything. Like, so... It used to be like, so as a kid, right? Like, mm, I could half-ass that because if it don't go right, who cares? Yep. 
Now it's like I can't half ass nothing. Every, everything has carries Every, weight. Everything got to hit. Exactly. Yeah. Everything carries weight. So that I got to work and I got to, you know, produce at a high level. Mm-hmm. Like everything has to be on point. This has to be quality what From I'm doing every now. single time. And 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 that in itself is you you're doing all of these things to make your life less stressful, but and you're actually doing the exact opposite as giving yourself all of these things at the same time. You know what I'm saying? You're you're stressing yourself out trying not to be stressed anymore. Right. I remember um It's counterproductive. It is. And I remember mm-hmm. I talked to uh I remember it was maybe a few years back, man. I talked to Mod. And um we just just chopping it up. Me and Mod typically do this thing um where we call each other normally once a month. Mm-hmm. We talk more often than that, but once a month typically it's not planned, it just happens, but every month there's a phone call. Mm-hmm. And me and Mod probably talk for two and a half, three hours. This is a long conversation. And we're just kind of just recapping life and what's going on and what we're dealing with, what we're going through. And it's become a thing. But one thing that we talked about, I remember a few years ago, during that same, same conversation, it was like, bro, one thing that they never teach you is balance. Like, they never teach you how to be balanced. They yep. never teach you, you know what I'm saying, how to maneuver and how to, pro- you know, they, they, you hear the word like prioritize and all that shit. But you never really learn what is. So what ends up happening is everything becomes important. Yep. Like, I got all this shit got to get done right. Like, I can't push that out to tomorrow because then I'm procrastinating, right? Like, that's what y'all said. Like, yep. don't now, put now off, I'm lazy. Yeah, don't yeah. put off tomorrow what I can do today. Yep. I heard that, now right? I'm lazy. So I'm lazy if I don't. So I got to do everything tomorrow. And then, okay, well, I did all this shit today. Then tomorrow's around where I got to do something today, right? And then the next tomorrow comes, I got to do something. So next thing you know, you just rolling. Through shit, you yeah, never. It's 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 the um, you always, you feel like you always need to be doing something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it, I, I'm still struggling with it. Even now, when I'm trying to chill and get my energy back, I feel like I need to be doing something. I feel like I need to be studying something. You know what I'm saying? Because people will make you feel like you if you judge yourself. I won't even put it on other people. That like if you're just in the crib. And you do something you enjoy, like run a marathon on 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 some movies or or whatever you like, something yeah. like that. You feel like you just wasted a day, yeah. type thing. But really, you need you need that kind of shit. You do. You know what I'm saying? And I was talking to um, talking to a woman that's really close to me, mm-hmm. and she was like, "I do what you're doing right now every Sunday. Yeah, I do nothing." On Sundays, yeah, like everything on Sunday is is something that I want to do for myself. Right. That's like my reset day, my recharge, whatever you want to call it. It's that's the day when I clean my house, I clean, I clean my space, I go to the gym, I take care of my body, and then after that, I have no schedule, I have no plans, I just do. Right. If I want to sit in the house, that's what I want to do. If I want to go to a restaurant, that's what I'm going to do. If I want to, you know what I'm saying, nothing that she said, okay. She said that she does nothing that can be labeled as productive. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. She just chills. She relaxes. And she's like, this is you catching up on all your Sundays. Right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So. I think I'm a. I'm, I think I'm a try to add. Like right now, I'm re, trying to recalibrate. 
right. and figure out exactly what I what I want to do to make an adjustment because this isn't working. Right. Seven day like because this happens a lot. Mm-hmm. I'll go seven days a week for like two, three months, and then I'll shut down. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I it's gotta be some tweaks in there to where I can find space and time for myself. Cause this is the way I feel right now, I can't keep coming back to this space. It's it's draining. I uh I went to um I don't know if I spoke about it on here, man, but I went to the um well I did but I didn't talk about this particular this particular part of it. So I went went for a checkup last last year, twenty twenty one in around October. And um so I go through they they checking all my levels, you know, my cholesterol and all that shit and everything's good. All my numbers come back good. You remember my you know, I got a biometric screening, everything comes back A one. And then they take my blood pressure, right? Blood pressure's through the roof. Up there. And they're like, Do you normally have high blood pressure? I was like, nah, not that I know about. And then we you know we had a conversation with what do you normally eat? And I tell them, so okay, well, do you exercise? I said when I can, not as much as I used to, but I'm still pretty active when I can when I can be. So okay. Um well everything else is good. And it was like are there any other stressors? I'm about to say stress. Stress the fuck out. And that's all it was. <laughs> like I'm just stressed out because I'm just working. But it's so Doing ill. so much. But it's so ill because for a long time, I had this conversation with somebody a, a few days ago, actually. I was like, I never even knew what stress was. Like, I've been stressed, but I didn't know I was stressed. So you, I didn't recognize, you, damn, I may be stressed you, out. We're never taught to... What it, what it really is. Yeah. Like, how can I articulate what I'm saying? We think stress as just um, a lot of responsibility. Like, that's what you, yeah. like, that's the surface level of it. But you could put stress on yourself by what we were just talking about, saying that everything I do needs to be at a certain level Every time, right? You know what I'm saying? It needs to be high quality every time, and that's a stressor. You know what I'm saying? That that'll that can wear you out, right? Continuously trying to meet a certain standard, even if that is what you're used to, it is still stressful, mm-hmm. especially if you're doing too many things at once that you need to be quote perfect at, right? And I was having this conversation with my partner on my birthday, man. Like, it was like a a real reflection day for me on my birthday. Right. They normally are. Yeah. And I was like, I'm doing way too much. Yeah. Because my my main job is suffering because I'm not going to work. Right. And my, my side hustle is suffering because I'm not giving it the full attention, it attention that it needs because... I'm doing all this other stuff that I'm trying to like grow on top of what I started last year. Yeah. And, and now everything's suffering. Yeah. And I think because of what we were taught growing up, by the time we realize we're stressed out and all, it's too late. Yeah. Like you just hit to that. You hit that point. Like yeah, we could already be, need deep. Yeah. Cause we look at it like a mo- like stress being like this mental breakdown. So we don't even think we're stressed until we're at that point. To where we're just like just overwhelmed and just stuck. So, I think for us, you know, it, it and I don't know, I don't know where we, 
See, I'm yawning now. Mm-hmm. Like, where do we? Where, where do you go from here? I don't know because we don't, and that's why I all. That's why I said before, man. Like, I feel like our generation is so important for the future generations because we recognize a lot of shit. Yeah. Like we 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 were the first ones to say, "Hold on, man, that shit ain't right, dog." Yeah. Like we've said things to our parents. I remember I, um, this was not last week for last. It's a week for last. I'm on the phone with my mom's right. And um, I was calling her to vent, right? Just mm-hmm. just some shit was going on. I wanted to vent. And she started, like, plugging, like, her advice and what she felt. And I, in, in my mind, like, I didn't call you for this. Yeah. But I also, yeah, but also her opinion is, you know, conflicting with what I thought. So now, not only am I, I called you to get this shit off. But now I'm going back and forth and arguing with you about what I'm dealing yep. with. You know what I mean? And I remember, and I, I hit the point, I said, I said, you know what, Mom? Mom, like, I feel myself getting frustrated. Yep. I don't want to say anything that isn't productive. So I'm going to go. What, what did she to say to that? You know what she could say? She was she was, she was like she's like she's like well she was like um, well my mom would have took that shit personal. Well, she but the thing was like she couldn't because it was like yo like and I think she did. Okay, I'll go, I'll go back. I think she did in the moment she was so shocked. Yeah, that I said it. She was like okay, okay, well I'm sorry that you're frustrated and I'll talk to you. You know, talk to you later. Okay, yeah. cool. Hung well, up. That was it. My mama a little toxic. She would have found a way for me saying that I'm getting frustrated as saying that she's frustrating me. That I I I I know that's exactly how that conversation would have went. Yeah. And yeah. then and then that would have pissed me off. Yeah. I I'm think, like, that's not even what I'm talking about. Yeah. I think that my the good part is at least my relationship with my mom, like she knows me well oh, enough yeah. to know to like, all right, let me just leave him alone. And I think that's what she went with. She let me just leave, leave, leave him alone. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, even with yours, like, I honestly feel like if you say it in a in a in a right tone, mm-hmm. it comes across as okay. Let me chill and leave him be. So, but I say all that to say, like, we come from a generation where we're even willing to do that, yeah. right? And we weren't taught that. We had to come across that. Had to figure that shit out. Exactly, figure that out. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. All this shit, you know what I mean, that we, you know, we've been dealing with, going through whatever, we're bringing to light. You know, that's why I think a lot of us relate so much now. Like, the relatability on our issues is so much. Like, that's one good thing about social media. Like, we see everybody, you know what I mean? Like You can see everybody's going through it. A lot of people going through the same thing. Like... We talk about um, like in the pandemic, like we're like everybody's quarantined. You're locked into your spot. Like you know me, like I'm living alone. I'm you know I'm just here. You know I'm not with anybody in this house. Like it's just me. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, so I'm calling folks, whatever, whatever. But we at like we actually as a generation as in as a community like talked about it like. Yo, how you feeling? You yeah. good? Cause I this shit wearing on me, dog. At first it was cool, cause we off working shit, we just doing whatever, waking up with just like summer vacation every day. But we've been in this bitch for two weeks, and I can't do shit. I need to get out. Like I need to, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's tough. So, but being able to articulate. 
put it out there, be vulnerable, and be willing to push that out and say, mm-hmm. listen, this is what I'm going through. Are you going through this too? Let's talk yeah. about it. And 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 it helps you. I yeah, especially for for men, it is it is so beneficial because we don't we have space to get the things that we bottle up a lot out now. It's more it's more acceptable for us to talk about what we're going through emotionally. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I I both of my grandfathers uh struggle with uh being emotional with us. Like they gave us they gave all of their grandkids game. But as far as like being a, affectionate with yeah. us, they struggle with that because they never it was never their their steeds. They could never be emotionally vulnerable with us because the only person they ever knew how to be emotionally vulnerable with was their woman, I, my grandmothers. Right. They didn't know how to be emotionally vulnerable with their kids or let alone their grandkids. But now our generation, you know what I'm saying, we see that how how much of a hindrance that that was. We're trying to break that curse. We're trying to break so many curses at the right. same time, financially, emotionally, relationship-wise. It's just the ones of us that want relationships, that is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's a lot. And then with that, you throw on just daily life stuff that you're just trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then, ugh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very true. It's, you know what I mean? Um, and like you said, trying to break those, just breaking those curses and taking it upon ourselves to say, yo, if my my family, we all, everybody was poor, mm-hmm. I'm going to be the one. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I'm getting this out of this shit. Because this can't keep, you know what I mean, going. Like, I'm going to be the one. Like, just step up and saying, I'm the one. Yeah. Just going to do this. It takes I'm gonna, a whole lot. Like, I come, you know, I come from a family of, you know what I mean, single parent house. Now, I'm breaking that. I'm, we're gonna, I'm, yep. I'm raising a family together. We're going to be in this together. And we're going to break this. I'm going to be the example. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's tough. It's tough. I, I think... I think it's talked about as far as breaking generational curses, like, mm-hmm. but I don't think the mental toll. Yeah, I about to say the the weight that 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 carries, being first being the one that makes that decision, and then being the one that has to 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 go through that fire. Because the only way to get through it is to go through it. That's a fact. That's the, that's it, the only it, way. So you have you have to put in the work to do the thing. Do the one thing that has never been done in your family. That's a fact. And, and, then, you, and then you you risk your family treating you like an outcast because you're not behaving like the rest of them. That's and fact. they don't see your vision. Think I'm better. You think you're better. Than my, my same. That's exactly what I was about to say out my mouth. Mm-hmm. Some of them can even, you know, they have that inferior complex with you just for trying. Mm-hmm. Like you haven't, you haven't even accomplished anything that you're really... You trying just, to accomplish you just, it, you just recognize something was wrong. Oh and man! Said, I need and to then they be like, "You think you better than us?" I, I had somebody in my family say that to me uh, on Thanksgiving. You think you better than us? Because I was talking to my cousin. Me and my cousin was talking about like um, some things that we want to accomplish, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yo, I'm not settling for." Uh, I don't remember what I said, but I knew I said I wasn't settling for something. Mm-hmm. 
And one of my uncles, he had overheard us talking. Yeah. And he was like, you two, oh, it's talking about living um, in, in the house that we was living. I was like, I said, I don't want no house like this. I want me a big motherfucker. I said, I want me a, a, a man cave, all kind of shit. I was just, you know, I was really kind of manifesting it at that time with my cousin. And uh, one of my uncles, it was his spot. He ain't got no man cave. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it, he ain't poor. Like, you know what I'm saying? But. Like, he don't struggle. He not, like... Right. But he took that as a jab, a right. personal attack. Right. By me saying, like, I want a big-ass house. Like, I want, like, 3,500 square feet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want a bar downstairs. You know what I'm saying? Like, all kind of shit. That's I, just... That's my goals. And that I, nigga took that shit personal. I think I think just saying I ain't trying to dip it on a motherfucker like this. That might have been what did it. That might have been it, but... He he do shit like that all the time. Mm. I'd be like, I, I I remember um when I first when I first 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 got my charger, when I first got my charger, right? Uh-huh. Uh, he was the only nigga hating. Yeah. He, those those are different. Yeah, he was he was like he was like you know these shits got bad transmissions on the motherfuckers. Yeah. Soon as I got the motherfucker. Fresh my, off the line, I said, what, nigga? My, my pops always told me to watch out for the nigga when you buy some shit, he asks you how much it costs. Huh. He's always told me that. Like, watch out for that guy. Like, you pull up in a new thing. How much How much you pay for that? Always watch them. Huh. It's always made sense to me. I ain't asked you how much your car costs when you, when nah, you did it. Nah, you didn't. Okay. Make you Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I got the jokes. I got the jokes that everybody else. You gave me jokes that everybody else gave. Oh, I know the nigga making money. That oh, kind of yeah, shit. And yeah. that was that was, that was. I know them all jokes. Yeah. But nah, like he like dead ass because Big if, if, money you, over if it, yeah, yeah. But if you see me in something, and the first thing you want to ask me is how much I paid for that. That's a good point. You're doing a couple things. You watching my fucking. You watching my pockets. Yeah. And I, you know what I mean. That's number one. You know what I'm saying? Then number two, you're kind of attributing my, you know what I mean? My success to... To, to that. And to be honest with you, I don't necessarily attribute success to that. Like, me buying that, me buying that didn't... I didn't think that was a successful move. That was me saying, yo, I need a new car. Or I want a new car. I'm going to get a new car. But I never got I didn't, when I drove it. It wasn't a oh, I made it yeah. moment. I felt the same as I did in my last those, car. Things, uh, something that I noticed, right? Yeah, those are success symbols to people that don't know what it what success is. Mm-hmm. Because when you when you they don't understand what it takes to have this expensive ass car. I was talking to this chick the other day, bro, mm-hmm. and she was telling me we were we were just talking about money and like how um like how I save saved enough to start uh my other business and stuff like that. And I was like, and we worked together at at the hall downtown. I mean, down at the hall. And she's like, "How do you uh you know find the money to do all the stuff that you're doing?" And I was like, "Well, you have." She has two cars, she has two houses, and she just spends money on, like, crazy mm-hmm. shit, right? But, and she has two kids, excuse me. And, but one of her cars, she just bought it. Mercedes, one of the, the little crossover Mercedes joints that just came right, out. Right. Brand yeah. new. Yeah. And she told me, she said, 
I pay five forty for the Mercedes. I pay four hundred for my car. And she said her insurance like three hundred a month for the two cars, right? I said to her, I said for your cars, you pay what I pay in rent, right? Right there, that mm-hmm. that's my rent. Mm-hmm. And just for two cars, you only one person, right? Why do you need two cars? That's what I was trying to. Ex- that's what I was trying to like be into her head. It's like you don't have the freedom to make these moves because you're doing stupid shit with your money. You make a lot of money, but you spend it all. It's tied up in shit. It's yeah. tied up in bills. It's tied. That's up why you. It's can't basically never tied up. Move. It's basically tied up in liabilities. Bullshit. But the point she was like. I, I, I had to get my bands. I had, like, I always said I was going to get my bands when I so and so. So I was like, for what? What is the Mercedes, what has Mercedes done for to make you feel you need to go broke for that shit? Like, you have to work. Like, Shorty has to work almost every day to pay her bills. Mm-hmm. Like, she she couldn't do what I did this, this last week. Right. Where I'm just like, nah, I ain't going. Right. You know what I'm saying? She has to go. Mm-hmm. Has to go. It don't. It, these cars, these fucking bags, like, and I, I got another homegirl that worked down there, bro. She be buying them six thousand dollars Chanel bags, mm-hmm. all kind of shit. For what? Right. For what, G? That's no, fact. You are not a model. You are not an actress. And I got a cousin. She live out um up there in uh, Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. She's a model, bro. The Chanel bags and shit that she has, mm-hmm. they give to her mm-hmm. for free. She not paying $6,500 for them. They give it to her for free so you could go buy a $6,500 bag. I learned that shit. Um, I talk about by, back in the G when we was doing like doing Tracy McGrady basketball camps and all that. Mm-hmm. That's one thing Mac told us. He's like, Yo, the more money you get, the more money you make, the more free shit you get. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, they give you that. Like, because they want you to, even little shit, like, they give you, a, you know, you may have this, this, this bust down. You know what I mean? This watch on, right? Some fly shit. They gave you that. Go put that on. Let them see that. Yep. Advertise for it. And then when they ask, just tell them you got it from me. That's it. Come on, man. So then they going to come running because that's what you got. Mm -hmm. I got to have that. I got to have what Tracy got. Shit, I ain't paid a dime for this one, bro. You paid what? How much that cost? I don't even know how much these cost. How much these cost? Right. 25. 25K? You paid that for that watch? That's crazy. Godspeed, my bro. Come on, man. But nah, that's but that, that's a real thing, man. You know, I mean, for me, even like with any purchase I make, like I go back and forth with it, back and forth with it. I crunch the numbers. I'm like, <clears throat> do I really want to do this? Can I afford to do this? Okay, if I break this down to X, Y, and Z, how much am I paying? Oh, I'm only playing that. <clears throat> can I afford to add that much on? I guess I can. Right. You know what I mean? But that's uh, it's a it's a it's a thing where you don't base again. I don't base my success in that, right? In, in, in what I have, because all those things can taken away. Yeah, every last bit of it. And I and I don't. And I want to jump in here real quick because now that like this shit getting a little uh, bigger and shit. Every time we post a podcast, somebody in my DM talking about something that I said on here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make it seem like it's only women that do that shit because this niggas do that. Dumb oh shit yeah, 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 it's more niggas, niggas do it than women. Yeah, n- n- yeah, niggas do it more than women because they know women like that shit, mm-hmm. so they do that shit just so they can get attention from women that right. don't even like them. Right. But that's neither. That's yeah. that's not what we're talking about. Right? Yeah, it's a whole different. Yeah. yeah, 
But the, the, those aren't. That's not the real. Those things aren't the real sign of success. I, I what I've come to learn is that success is a nigga being able. Excuse me, a person being able to make a decision out of pure freedom. There's no. There's no consideration of 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 lack thereof. Right. Like lack lack of time, lack of money, or something like that. If they yeah. want to do something, it's purely based off of if I want to or not. And that's what I like about what you said as far as success, because people attribute to so many things. And I agree with you. I said it all the time, man. I went I remember going back and forth with um matter of fact with Scrap. Me and Scrap when we were younger, we talk about it all the time. And Scrabble had he always said, "Man, I'm up, man, and they ain't even doing shit." I was like, "Yo, bro, they happy, dog." Yeah. Like, no matter what you feel about what they have going on, right? They they are happy in their shit. In their in shit. Their so band. I don't care if you got you know twenty bands in your account or if you got you know two hundred dollars in your account. If you happy with that two hundred dollars in your account and you healthy and you know what I mean, hey. Do your thing. Like, because everybody's... I remember, man, I was talking to... um, And you you actually know this person, man. I was talking to uh, a friend of mine, a female friend of mine. And uh, she was just talking about how she had already went and picked out her wedding dress. She wasn't even in a relationship. Oh, I know she had already picked out her wedding dress and all this about. shit. And I asked her... <laughs> and I was like, but what if you weren't called to be a wife? Oh, no. God knows my life. God... Oh. I said no. I said yeah, no. He knows what you want. Sure, he knows what you want. Sure, but what if that's not in the plans for you? What if you weren't put on this earth to be somebody's wife? Then what? And I and and there's the okay. same response. And it was like the thing is, is like everybody, whether you like it or not, everybody's not called to be rich. That's a fucking You're not. Fact. It's That's not why for so e- few of them. Niggas. Yeah, it's not. It's not for everybody. Like, it's e- even in today's time where money flows in abundance, right? Because mm. so many different ways to make money. Like now you got you know, NFTs and all, like all this shit that you see people go from shit mm. to sugar like that. Like, damn, nigga, put three hundred bucks in it, <laughs> and in three days they made three hundred k, and it's yeah. crazy. But it's like everybody's not meant for that, for more than one reason. One. You probably couldn't handle it. That's what I, I. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, I wanted right. to jump in real quick. I was. I was having this conversation with my partner the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, we were talk. We were both talking about how, with our goals, they're achievable, but they might be a little too lofty. As far as saying, like, why do I have to? Why do why does all of my goals have to do with me getting rich fast? Right. What is wrong with me going from the hundred thousand that I made this year, just trying to make one seventy five next year or two hundred? What is wrong with two hundred thousand dollars? That is more mm-hmm. than ninety three percent of the entire country. Yeah. Why is that not okay with me? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that. Once you start realizing how how much two hundred thousand dollars really is, it 
and not comparing yourself, like we said last time, comparing yourself to other people on the internet yeah. who you think make more money than you when they really don't. They just buy more things than you. Why is $200,000 is more than acceptable and then more than achievable? Right. Then stressing yourself out trying to make three quarters of a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Or a a, a million dollars. It's just Um, adding adding that shit to yourself. Another conversation I had with mine was all, and we said said shit forever. Like the goal, and I think me and you said this too. The goal for me was never to get rich. Mm-hmm. Never to get rich. Goal is to be comfortable. Yep. That's it. If I'm comfortable, I'm good. I, yeah. I've never. The goal is never be rich. Never. Goal is never to be this fifty, seventy five, hundred million dollar nigga. Mm-hmm. Nah. But give me the comfort to take care of my family. Give me the comfort to do what I want to do. To do vacations. To do the freedom. To not be bound by you know man. I can't do this shit. I gotta go to work, dog. If I don't go to work. Yeah, I ain't gonna be able to pay for this, and I can't pay for you know what I'm saying. Like me, me and you had a conversation. This was maybe a little more than a year ago, right here on this couch and your shit, right? Yeah. And you said you wanted. He said you said um, how I see myself in the future is pulling up to to soccer games. Me and my wife in a Jeep Rubicon. Mm-hmm. Black and, Rubicon. Yep, and everybody know who we is because we that we that sports family. They yep. know the Rubicon. Mm-hmm. And you have that is success to me. That's yeah. what you said to me, mm-hmm. and that shit stuck with me, cause because that is exactly what I want mm-hmm. in in my own family's way. Yep. You know what I'm saying? As far as if my kids are artists or whatever, and I know you meant the same thing as well. Yeah. If my kids are artists or whatever mm-hmm. my kids want to do, I want to be. I want my wife and I to be those parents. Yeah. The seen ones that are there. That. That is success to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to have to work so much to to pay for my kids to do what they want to do, but I'm absent because I have to work to pay for exactly. it. Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? I want to be able, and, and it's crazy is that you have to say this, but I just want to be able to live life. That's, that's all that that's all I, I just want to experience life and now. enjoy it. Yeah, and it's at the older I get, the more and more I'm feeling this. It's it's not about money. I want to be able to take to live at a certain level, and it it be comfortable, and I don't have to stress about it anymore. Right. I don't need, like I said, high end label bags and all kind of crazy shit around. I don't need none of that. I want to be able to bust a move when I want to bust a move. Not out of desperation, you know what I'm saying, that I can't go because I don't got enough money or I don't got enough time or, or anything like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And once I accepted that fact for myself, I've been able to um, adjust my the way that I'm moving to where I could focus on one or two things instead of six like i was saying before because that shit was stressing me the fuck out that's a fact you know what i'm saying just just raw fatigue g yeah man. just and that shit was weighing on me i had to get that off my chest yeah, when man. i got in this yeah, moment man. some water so get yourself a fucking break man get, yeah get, get, get great yourself some grace go to bed nigga take a break no yeah. real shit but being being funny but take learn how to take a break nah that's a fact really learn, learn how to like yeah learn how to take a break turn and turn that shit off yeah 
Learn how to take a fucking break. Get us some music, man. What you got? Yeah, man. Play me Brent Fayez, man. Poison. Let's do it. Yeah, a little run back. You know you're riding right. I might just die tonight. But you know I'm still coming through, baby. I know it's bad for me And you know it tastes so sweet I think I need your abuse, babe So that was um Brent Fires, Poison. It's my cut there, G. I see that. You kind of vibed out for a minute, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I cue my shit up, man. Got to tap back into my guy, man. I um, if I could find a record. Oh lord. <laughs> There you go. All right, man. So um, I'm going to tap into um, Deontay Hitchcock, man. We're going to do Deontay Hitchcock, Talking to God, part two.
Talking to God, talking to anybody, talking to, talking to God, talking to clouds. Hey, fast forward, I was jealous of Ace, I was jealous of Mikey, I was jealous of B, I was jealous of anybody I thought who were better, and at the time I thought everybody was better than me. When it come that time, and you look inside, and see a whole lot more than what you're ready to see. I hope you deal with it better than I could have ever imagined, or at least pick up a pen and write it out to a beat. Maybe somebody need to hear what you're talking about. Or what you going through So you could talk it out with someone just as close to you And shout the word to me when I was going through what I was going through These ain't just white folk problems Hood niggas ain't heartless I mean, I know it seemed like that How you think like Jen is learn how to sing like that Girl, that's pain I know you feel it, dog Cause that, that shit that's sitting in the back of your brain I remember when Pinky died, I was thinking about suicide But I was busy trying to take over the world Nigga working like three jobs While Shada was in the hospital dying I ain't even going to see old girl Think that shit don't haunt me? Well, this ain't supposed to be no sad song But if I still got your attention after that long that mean you might be going through something too And I feel you can't even front, man I pray that somebody gon' have your back on it Atlanta, Georgia, and Grady Mamot, Real God bless me with the sauce and the gap to smile Never been a fan of following pro-to-cal Until that boss that you thinking it That ain't my style My mama told me they be parts like this Them south side niggas love it when I talk like this Them east side bitches love it when I talk like this So every now and then I talk my shit Gotta feel me, a true American idol My life story something you probably read in the Bible I'm Moses with the staff, I niggas stuck in denial I make ways, trust me, I'm so sure my Myself, yeah, I got me feeling entitled. Who wanna we up a sight? Not wait, not even Jehovah. The way's over, you bout to witness a takeover. God of oneself, I move mountains and break boulders. Black is fried chicken and gray soda, but that's too easy. Nowadays, I'd rather say something heartfelt. Like I'll shout it from out of time, make my heart melt. Oh, in the back of my mind, I thought we had some. But ultimately decided that she was bad for me. Cause I was struggling to picture what would my girl think. And I was struggling to picture what would the world think. Plus, I was struggling to tell if the shit were real or not. If the baby just had me thinking just how a square thing. But all in all, to be human. To be fly, right? But I thought the goal was- Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I thought you were gonna keep running that. Nah, man. I thought you were keep running it's a little that. taste, man. Hey, yeah, man. He has some shit you want to get to, man. Talk to me. Oh yeah, man. I wanted to read you something, and I wanted to get your. Uh, <clears throat> I seen it on my Twitter, and uh, I wanted to get your opinion on it. Right. So give me a, give me a second. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm gonna read. It's it's two little tweets. So it's, give me a second. Marriages happening in late 20s has completely changed the, dy- the dynamic in building your life. It used to be that you made something together. Now it's more so you make something of yourself and you choose who to share it with. And it's probably a regression in ha- from a happiness standpoint. Okay. And the next tweet says, I think this dynamic has probably made me more closed off. When I'm seeing a girl, it's hard to view her as part of my journey as opposed to a visitor. My failure and successes are mine, not ours. So I must ensure my success above all else. Mm. And when I seen that, right? Yeah. First time I seen it, it triggered me. Like I got like real emotional about it. Okay. Because I agree with fam to to this extent, right? Mm-hmm. As as a man, you're expected to, uh, especially now, like the more traditional man is spo- is getting more and more desire, right? Right. And it it's frustrating because you your desire to be more traditional, you want it to be a protector, a provider, and such such like that, but. All the work that it takes for me to become that person, I did all of it by myself. 
Mm-hmm. Right? And now that I have all of these things, you, as a woman, want me to add you to that and you reap all of the benefits. Mm-hmm. And most women, well, let me not say most, a lot of women think that they are entitled to that simply because they are a woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They they are the prize, and don't get me wrong, a lot of women, like a lot of, of the dope women, you are the prize. Don't get me wrong in that situation. But then there's that other half that is just, they, they kind of ride your wave. You being dope, they think they belong to that. You know what I'm saying? Back, back away from yeah. <laughs> you being dope. Bring it for a little more. There you go. Yeah. You being. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga want to be a rapper so bad. I, I just. That's just. It's natural. Yeah. You good. Um, you. You being dope. There's women that are, are riding your coattails not being dope. And they're turning people. They're turning some men off. Because right. you're. Ju- they're just coming in at the end of the game expecting to be, you know, expecting me to pay all the rent and pay all of this. I worked hard for all of this. You just get to come and, quote, be around for free. You get you get all the benefits. You've done none of the hard work, and I'm supposed to take care of all of us. Mm. So that, it, it is kind of frustrating uh, in that aspect. I got a few questions in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is not nah, just me kind of just hearing it and then just, like I said, a few questions. Um, one thing you spoke to was you kind of went and did all like this work yourself, mm-hmm. right? Now, if you did that, if you kind of isolate yourself to do all this work to get yourself right and then reintroduce yourself to the world, okay, you can't punish the woman for that, right? You can't tell her, you can't say, well, I did all this work myself and then you're expecting to be a part of it because unless you gave her the opportunity to be a part of that growth. If you never gave them the opportunity to be a part of that growth, then you can't say, well, I did all this myself and now I'm bringing you into it. Well, sure, but did you give them the opportunity to be a part of that growth? No, because it's different if you're working on you and you're attempting to bring somebody in to be a part of this journey and they're saying, nah, 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 go figure that shit out. And then when you figure it out, they say, okay, cool, what's up? Like, but, that's a little different. Um, but that, that is the common theme in, 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 in our generation. Well, you know what I'm going to say. No, nah, nah, I don't. Oh, okay. I need you to lay it out. <laughs> what I'm going to say is that's just not the right motherfucker. Well, I mean, that's, I agree. I, because that's why I said that. This, it's not all women because it, it's yeah. really it's really almost 50-50. Yeah, because to me, it's, you know, we... I, I feel like we as a generation, and this is the negative side of it, we, you know, we like to speak for the other side a lot. Y'all don't want to do X, Y, and Z. Y'all want us to do this. Y'all want us like, well, did you ask? Or maybe the women you're attracting or the men you're attracting want X, Y, and Z. That's just what you attract, or that's what you go for. Or you go for a certain type of, of partner who needs that, right? You want, um, so like there's a segment of women who, who, of men who say all these women want is somebody to take care of them. And then they pursue I women. I don't subscribe to that. 
or I just right. To point that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Not no, sure. Yeah, yeah. I just want to. Point but that out. but you know they say like you know I me mean? like you want you want to take care of you, and then they turn around and pursue women who want to be taken care of, and it's like okay, well you got to pick a lane. Like you got to take a For side. Sure. You know what I mean? You can't say, you can't complain about and say this is all you want. It's almost like when we talked about uh, on the other on the prior episode about how um, you can't go into the club and be bottle man. Yeah, you know what I mean, and then get mad, and if that's all you show, that's the only part. I mean, we talked about being on social media, mm-hmm. right? And we use like you know, you need to show you yourself. Can't get mad at what you get exactly, what like you show catch with what your bait is exactly for sure. I, I exactly that I completely agree with mm-hmm. acknowledging your responsibility in who you attract. Mm-hmm. I'm completely, I I I completely agree. What I'm what I guess what I guess I'm trying to say my frustration is is that the way society is set up now is is frustrating and right. I don't want to like be, I don't want to make it sound like it's like yo these women ain't shit they just want to be you know uh right right yeah, yeah sure. they just want to hop on that's yeah. not what I'm saying. It, what I'm saying is, it's frustrating that you do have to go through. In most cases, you have to go through to get ready for a woman. You have to go through it by yourself in our generation, uh, because and this is because they are going through their own thing as well, right? And I fully acknowledge that, but. My thing is, when we get together, I am expected to be the one as far as financially and be be the financial and emotional support of the I, entire family. I, so that part is frustrating because I have to do all that. I think getting this, ready by myself is frustrating. I think that I think that particular scenario has almost. I think the later on you get in life, single, mm-hmm. is when that becomes more and more common. Okay. Because I have a lot of friends that are in relationships that started in college when they ain't had shit. Right. And they built something together. That's what I'm saying. Both, yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. But I do feel like now, yeah, when you get, you know, 30 plus, whatever, then it becomes... Well, what you what can you bring here compared to what can I bring? Because it's like because after a while we spoke we spoke in the past about how women are making more money than ever now, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of them make more money than we do. So it's like okay, cool. Now we're in our thirties, and thirty isn't old, but thirty is a is the age where you really start like establishing yourself. Mm-hmm. So now I don't went through that journey, right? I went through the twenties. Was that? You know, what I mean, yeah, the struggle, opportunity. Yeah, 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 yeah. For we, we could have built this together. We passed that. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in my thirties, so I'm not going to. So now that's when I'm, I'm, I'm more. That's when Buddy said he's guarded. Like in my thirties, I'm a little more guarded in what I bring in, but that's in my thirties. So I feel like that particular mindset. I don't know if that's a societal thing. I think it's almost an age thing. And if it's that, I think that also isn't anything that's new. I think that that was common 20 years ago. Okay. And when you get to a certain age, it's like, well, no, I'm not going to be 
35 years old and I'm doing X, Y, and Z and you ain't got shit and I'm just going to bring you in. Some do. But yeah, well, there's a nigga for everything. Yeah, it, yes, there's yeah. a nigga for everything. But you know what I mean. But for the most part, it's like, well, shit. You know, once at a certain point, I can't just bring you in here because of the, uh, because of the chance that you can tear this down yourself. Yeah, like I worked hard to do this myself. I can't bring you in and tear this up. But yeah. you know, if in my twenties I meet something that I fuck with and we build, grow together, it's still there. So. And, and we talked about, you know, I talked, we talked about off mic about, and I said, I kind of got into where I had this thing against when people say, well, back in the day, it was X, Y, and Z. Like, you weren't there back in the day. You don't fucking know. Yeah. You don't know lot, exactly what the fuck You know what I mean? Going. It's like yeah. they always say, the more things change, the more they stay the same. You know what I mean? We can say, oh, where it's this, this, and this is different, but have conversations with older people. I have a lot of conversations with older people, and they'll you, nah, we, we the same shit. Yeah. It was a little it's, different. It's a, like technology's changed a little bit. But yeah, it's, it's, it's all the same old shit. Yeah, it's the same shit. You know what I mean? It's same old shit. And I guess I've uh, now that I've um, come out of my keep talking about my little struggle phase or whatever. Uh-huh. Now that I've come out of it, it it does. You thinking about it? It does kind of hurt your feelings. How? Uh, nobody wanted to build with you when you were struggling. Right. But then you have to acknowledge the fact that I may have been insufferable when I was struggling. And that's, that's you know what, what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Cause so, so, there, so I do acknowledge that my resp- I do accept my responsibility in that shit because one, I didn't even really like myself when I was mm. struggling. So how can I expect a woman to like me. That's it. So I, I completely understand why why it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. That doesn't change the fact that it is still frustrating. Yeah, no, no, you know no, what no, I'm for saying? Sure. Like, so it, I can understand why it didn't happen, and then it could still be frustrating at the same time. Two things can be right at the same time. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Two things can be true. So Yeah, and that and that's the yeah. thing, is you know, it's the hardest thing to do, it's like when you think about all these things people say, you know what I mean? Like having to, you know, get a taste of your own medicine or you made your bed, you got to lie in it. Like that falls in that lane and it doesn't have to be negative. It's you got, sometimes you got to say, you know what? I put myself in this situation. Yeah, I need a hold. And accept that, right? Yeah, so you know what? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. And then say, all right, cool. Now what? Or yeah. you can wallow in the, man, I, I, I put myself in this situation this situation's fucked up, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And you point fingers and say, well, damn, why won't nobody there from... That's done. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You. So now you got to really kind of say, okay, cool. What am I going to be next? What am I going to do next? We both talked about a time where, you know what I mean, we weren't in the best situation. And we probably weren't the greatest people to be around. Fact. You know what I mean? I don't blame anybody for not wanting to be around me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, when half the time I didn't, you know what I mean? Shit, like, I didn't even like being around Yeah, yeah I didn't like me. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I was doing shit, and I thought, why the fuck I did that? Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, I just think it's a... It, it goes to one word that's been ringing off for years, a lot now, which is accountability. Like, just taking that self-accountability mm-hmm. and saying, okay, you know what? This is my role in all this bullshit. Well, yeah, because... It in in this situation where I agree with Buddy, you you did that to yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I'll say I did this to myself. 
I agree. You with, know what I'm saying? I agree with everything Buddy said. As long as I did this to myself to acknowledge first, everything okay. he said is true. As long as you acknowledge, I put myself in this situation. Like, yeah, it, it, this is not the fault of someone else. Yeah. It's just acknowledging that. Yeah, and it's this not. This is yeah. in fact still frustrating yeah. because I can't see you as my. It's okay. I can't say I can't. It's hard to see you as my partner. Yeah. When I did this by myself, when I got here alone. Yeah. You know, and for for those of us that truly want to be in a relationship with a partner and not and not really need some and you don't need anyone to quote do anything for you, you know what I'm saying? You just want to be with somebody that you like being around. Right. It's hard to get to that point now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's an uphill battle to climb because I have established myself to a certain extent as even as far as just my personality, not even finance wise. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so it's hard to like he said, I, I can only see you as a visitor. Yeah. In the especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that God Yeah. I, and, I, I read that dog and I sat there for like three hours to get yeah. that shit. And, and that's the thing, like all of that is is con- I mean, all of it, it makes sense, and I again, I agree with him. I just think that in that is you got to be really, really careful to not just take that and then say, "See, this is what y'all made me do." Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know very, what I mean? Very Cause, true. Because very, very true. It's, it's, it's so easy to do that. Yeah. I think the more productive thing and more productive lane to taking it is to say, you know what. Yeah, you know what I mean? I feel closed off, but how many niggas at 23 years old could say, you know what I mean? Well, in today's age, man, shit, I done built all this myself. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Like, you're yeah. not doing it. At 23, you're not yeah. saying that. 23, you're just living. It's when you become established. And I think that's the thing. And I think that's what we miss a lot in our generation is that we just... So like I said, a lot, a lot, we, we feel like all these situations are different. A lot of times they aren't. Now, we're the type to try to change shit. Yeah. And that's what's different. But if you, like I said, you in your mid-30s, early 30s, um, main, I'd, I'd say probably average mid-30s. Because mid-30s is when you really, I think the majority of people are really established. Right. It's yeah. mid-30s. Early 30s, most people are you're just really there. getting into their you're re- journey. You're reaching your there's a There's a select, you know, a small, small sample of people who... Top of their 30s, yo, we good. Yeah. Ain't a whole lot of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That That's luck. I mean, I think you about... You about five. Yeah, five, I mean, I... Kids in your 30s. One thing I like to do is I like to look at my parents, right? Mm-hmm. And I look at, like, how old they were when we were at certain milestones, right? So, like, at certain... Okay, I was five when we did this. So, my dad was... Yeah. Oh. It's, 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 it's hard to do that, too. And I put it like this... It changed. It changed my perspective when I learned, like, exactly what you were saying. My dad had me at thirty. Yeah. I had my son at nineteen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's eleven years of establishing yourself just mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That I had no chance, and I just had to be a father right now because the father I I, I would be to a newborn now is completely different. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Then the father I would I was when I was nineteen. I even I was still a child. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So fuck my fault, bro. Nah, you good. You good. <laughs> yeah. You good. See the thing is, man, I, I 
and I agree with that because I I'm 31, and at 31 I'm like shit. Do I want a kid right now? Am I ready for a kid can, right can now? Can you handle a baby right now? Could can I you a add a baby right to your life right now? Yeah, I mean I think I could, but it's doing. And, and when I say I think I could, because I'm a man, the first thing I think about is okay financially. Mm-hmm. Can I do it? That's first exactly. my mind went to, but all the other parts, like there's a lot of things that slow down. You know, whole life what you do down like, everything because like you because n- you're no longer living for you anymore. That's done. You're not important anymore. That part of your life is done. Like that section is done. I don't have kids, but I know that mm-hmm. that I know once you have once you have a kid, that part of your life of just doing this for you is done. Now, not saying you can't enjoy life after. You know what I mean? But still, like my brother just had an um, this had my nephew. And my brother's what thirty, about math thirty four. Okay. So he was thirty three uh, when my nephew was born. Turned thirty four last year. Turned thirty five this year, right? So thirty five with a one year old. But I I think me personally, I he think gonna be four. He gonna be forty getting that nigga just kindergarten. But hear me, I think that and is, that's cool. That that's is okay. The best age. I think we should all wait. Mm-hmm. Having a son at nineteen, I think. I don't think you should be starting to even think about having babies until you're like 28. Yeah. Be being completely honest. Mm-hmm. Because one, you've experienced you've experienced in a perfect world, you've experienced your struggle already. Mm-hmm. Your child doesn't have to experience your struggle. You know what I'm saying? Because my son was raised through my struggle. Right. Every every struggle that I went through in my life as a as a man, my son was there with me the entire time. He was part of it. Wait until you've established yourself to have these kids, bro. Yeah. Because even if you don't think they see it, they see it. Mm-hmm. They see you struggling. They mm-hmm. know that y'all are struggling. Mm-hmm. It just I don't know how we got here, but <laughs> yeah, it took a turn. But no, nah, I mean, it's, and, and this is a real thing, dog. Like, yo, like certain things just come with experience. Certain things with you know, it, it, I always quote old people, and I was always older. I won't say old people, but um, I was always the youngest in the room. Okay, always. Um. At the beginning, it was by circumstance, and later on in life, it became by choice. Very intentional. Very intentional. Okay. I enjoyed it because I picked up and soaked up so much game. I talked to my uncle yesterday, dog, and I spoke about it on here. And I called him. I said, "Yo, uncle, what's going on, man? How you? How, how, what's going on?" He said, "Not much. How you doing?" I said, "I'm good. I'm good." I said, "How's everything?" He said, "Man, it's the best day of my life." And he always say that. You meet my uncle. Ask him, yo, yo, how you doing? He said, man, it's the best day of my life. He says it every single time. And I told him, I said, you know what, um? I said, I say that all the time, and I got that from you. He started laughing. He said, hey, man, best day I'm here. I'm alive yeah. and walking this earth. Today I is the it, yeah. best day of my life. No yeah. matter what, no matter what happened yesterday, no matter what happened tomorrow, today, right here in this moment, is the best day of my life. Word. And when folks ask me, um, you know me, how I'm doing, I always say, it's the best day of my life. I say I say most, I say it's the best day of my life. I say I'm blessed. I say like, that's what I. I don't care what I got going on, right? I say yo, I'm blessed, dog. I'm blessed. How are you? It's the best day of my life. I say this shit all the time, dog. And I say it. I say I pick up all these little intricate details and little little pieces of game 
from older folks. And one of the things that you hear a lot of them say, just keep on living. They always say that. Just keep on living. Just, you may not feel what I'm telling you now. Just keep on living. It's going to come up. And I said, see, when we talk about like having kids, um, which I don't know how we got this either, but (laughs) I said out loud. But, you know, the point of the matter was, you know, it's certain things at 31. We had a conversation, right, about like what's something you used to do that you're disgusted with, right? Word. And I said, y'all, it's a lie. Just fucking lie. And now at 31, I look back at me at 22, and I'm like, why was you doing that? No reason. No reason. It, would never do that now. Absolutely not. Me bro. at 31 would beat me at 22's ass. I, had, I would fuck him up. I'd and, have to. And, and you should. Like, I got to because you tripping. Yeah, you should. Like, you tri- Like what are you doing, dog? Like, you're just doing stupid shit because you can. Like, we talked about the self-sabotage thing. We talked about, um, you know, we talked about self-sabotage. We talked about um, putting yourself in a tougher position because you feel like you can get yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what, that was me at 22. Like, you can't do, you, you can't do shit like that now. You no, hell no, man. First Should of all, it you be? can't, but then why would you do that shit to yourself now? Now it's is and, and like you're right, and that's that's the ill part. I can, I could fuck up. Not and, on purpose though. You don't do it on purpose. No, though. you don't. No, yeah. but I'm just saying because I say that in in the sense of people say like 30 years old and all that shit. Nah. And at 31, I'm realizing, mm, nah, not really. You're not old. You're just too old to do dumb shit. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, you're just too old to do dumb shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's because really. I was talking, I was talking, I always like to talk to other people and get game from them. I was talking to this old cat at the hall, and he's one of those guys that was, like, real smart with his money. And, like, he's got, like, four or five businesses and stuff like that. Nigga told me, mm-hmm. he said, he said, life don't start till you turn 40. I I've said, what, that. nigga? I've heard that. I've heard that. He said, life don't start till you turn 40. I said, what you talking about? He said, you ain't got no money till you're 40. You ain't got no real money till you're 40. That's real. Unless if you've been, you been on your grind, you ain't, you ain't got no money till you're 40. Unless you're extremely blessed. Yeah, extremely and, lucky. And, and, it, and it kind of put me into perspective because what he's what he was trying to explain to me is like, you don't get that freedom mm-hmm. that, that we've been talking about on average until you're 40. Mm-hmm. You can't bust a move like that until you're in your 40. And it's funny you say that because I, like, again, look, at, I always compare myself. I always say my parents, and then I, more specifically my dad. And I look at what Pops was at when he was 40. It's okay, Pops was 40. He had me at 32. I was like, what, eight? Okay. How was at eight life years when old, I was eight? Yeah. How was life when I was eight? Mm-hmm. Okay, at eight years old, we were still kind of figuring shit out. Just I could tell. Like, but damn, by the time I hit like 17. Yep, nigga. Whole life changed. Shit dog. was up. Like, questions were being changed. asked, and it was like, all right. Yeah. The, you ain't one for shit. Bro, I remember um, my last semester in college, or something before that, right? Um, I, I ran out of financial aid, and um, I told Pops, I said, man, I need, man, I need somebody for, for summer school. Pops was like, well, shit, how much is how it? How much is it? Yeah. Like, shit, like 2500 Two classes, 2500 He was like, oh, all right. All right, come see me tomorrow. Mm. 
That's what I'm talking about, man. And dog, I, and next about. day I went to him, and I'm so nervous, right? Yeah. I'm like, that's one thing my pops had on me, dog. Like growing up, I'd be so fucking nervous to ask for shit. And he, it wasn't that he would say no. That healthy. Fear, yeah, right? it'd be like, uh, yep. All right. And I went. I said, I, I, it, it pops you. Still, and the way I would ask would be funny, right? I, I asked all like, help me out. I said, You still was gonna be able to help me with the, the school? <laughs> That's the shit I used to say to my pops. You still gonna be helping me with the like, school? Yo, you still shit. gonna help me out with that? <laughs> like, and I told you, come see me today, man. Hell, I'm just he just you know, he gave me a little, you know, he gave me the cash. Yeah, there you go, put that in your account. Hold, hold on to that, for yeah, me. man. Mm. Take care of that. Oh, uh, give me his give me his debit card here, yeah, man. Well, how can you pay for the car? Yeah, yeah. Mm. The illest shit will be on some shit like man, I forgot about that hell, man. Just you forgot about you that. You forgot. Mm. Get some music, man. Yeah, man. I'm sorry. I had to Can't, get that off though. Nah, you good, you good, you good. Hold on. I wasn't ready. You good. Take your time, bro. Let me uh ooh. play um play Tied Up by Joe Joe Hertz and Hunter. I don't know if you know that one. Nah, that's a new one for me. Yeah. Cut.
cut, man. I like that joint. I fuck with that. A little fuck different, but yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I fuck with. You know, I definitely fuck with different. I always fuck with different. Um, hmm, I ain't had nothing cued. <laughs> huh. All right, man. So I'm gonna take it back, man. Uh, I'm gonna take it back to Snoop, man. Oh. I'm gonna do Snoop featuring Pharrell, man. We can do beautiful. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. you with Dog lose it. We just blow through and keep the flow moving in a six foot million baby who cruise it. Body wagging, till we get blue and had him hydraulic squeaking when we screw it. Now she's yelling, hollering out, snooping, hooting, hollering, hollering, hooting. Black and beautiful, you the one I'm choosing. Hair long and black and curly like a Cuban. Keep grooving, that's what we doing. And we gon' be together until your mom's moving. So that was uh, Snoop Come on What you doing uh, <laughs> So that was Snoop Man Beautiful um, So Andrew Wiggins Oh lord like, No I mean we can't not Get into some sports talk man we Nah it's just I'm so disappointed it, Like I haven't been Watching too much Basketball In To the level that I normally do mm-hmm. uh, In the past Cause like I said I was wearing myself Then I wasn't giving myself No time to chill But there's no way that Andrew Wiggins is the best three man in the West this year. It it can't be. Yeah. But then when I started looking at it, Kawhi's not playing. Paul George is hurt. Draymond Green is hurt. You feel what I'm saying? Who else in the West in the front court? No, nah, that's is, fair. Is deserving of the East spot. Carl Towns starting? Nope. It's it's um Brian Brian Jokic and Andrew Wiggins. 
John Morant and Steph. Carl Towns could have got a spot, right? I don't know about that. Could have got that spot over Andrew Wiggins. My thing with with Carl Anthony Towns is, bro, it's like his stats always seem empty as fuck. Like he he'll get you twenty and ten, but like them niggas don't win nothing. They like they like five hundred right now. They just they just treading water. Yeah, I mean that's been their problem for a while now. But that's what that's what I'm saying. Niggas niggas is niggas don't care about it no more. It's like you, you y'all need to do something down there. Yeah, them niggas just hoop. Yeah, they just come, they come, go to work, they play think, ball, and they Carl, go home. I don't think Carl to answer. I don't think Carl to answer. <laughs> Nigga, I thought we would make it out of my How the fuck that shit keep getting so? <laughs> but um, but now nah, I don't know. I mean, I think Jimmy Butler called it. Nigga, soft. Yeah, they not cut like that. And and it's a different cast there. But Carl Towns being the big, I think he. I think the anger for Jimmy was really more so directed at Carl Towns. Yeah, just on some nigga you ain't you ain't, you ain't ready. Yet. Yeah, you don't you don't you don't put this work in. Yeah, because he's supposed to be on the same level as Joel Embiid and fucking Jokic. He should be. He should be right there with all three of them. The same, getting talked about the same way. You think that's a Kentucky big man thing? Let me think. A.D., Nerlens Noel, Holly Stein. Boogie. Bo- but Boogie was a dog. Yeah, Boogie was a dog. Until he got guy. hurt. Yeah. Boogie's a dog. Yeah, he, I think Boogie's an outlier. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> I think Boogie's an outlier. But everybody else, I kind of agree. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because, but I just think that's just the way these niggas is, and the big men are in general. Yeah. In in our country, in America, because all the dogs that are big men, they they didn't grow up here. Nah, Jokic is a beast. Yeah, maybe you you could say Bam, but he's undersized like a motherfucker. I that think he's literally six yeah. ten. Yeah, I was gonna say if, Joe. If I was that. gonna say Joe, but Joe wasn't joining from here either. Yeah, he he's from Africa. He's from Cameroon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who, who? What other big man? Vucevic. He ain't from here. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Uh. Now I'm, now I'm thinking. Bobby. Yeah, he but he's brand new. Young boy. Yeah, but he he's fucking hooping. Yeah. And then he a four man. So he really don't count. Yeah. Uh let me think. Who else? Yeah, I mean to, I mean that's yeah. a fair point. I mean it's Aiden, he from Africa. Yeah, Aiden, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, I think the last one that you really saw it, I guess that was traditional that was something was maybe Dwight. That was American. Yeah, if you don't count Boogie, yeah. If you don't count Boogie, yeah. Yeah, let me think. Yeah, but that's I don't know because when we when we grew up, when we was first starting to watch basketball, we had like it was like the golden era of centers all oh, at yeah, one time yeah, across the board. You know what I'm saying? So even even we, the centers that nobody really gave real credit to were nice. Like Rick Smith was a beast. <laughs> was nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a bonus. All you see is Sean ben Bradley. Ben Baker was ben cold. Ben Baker. You like, see Sean Bradley getting dunked on a lot. But that motherfucker was nice. Mutombo. I mean, across the board, everybody had a big. Yeah, if you think about it. It's we a bonus. We've, we've, we've witnessed three, in my opinion, golden eras for positions in our lifetime. Okay. We got to see the center, yep. golden era centers. I think we got to see the golden era of two guards. And I think we got to see the golden era of point guards. And when I say that as all that, the the 
total accumulation of all the point guards at one time. You so see we, what I'm saying? We had we Jason off. Kidd, Chris Paul, Darren Williams, goddamn Steve Nash, all, all, Steve Nash, all still while having young Steph Curry, young John Wall, young mm. Russell Westbrook. You feel what I'm saying? That's that's just the big dogs. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And Baron then, Davis and come on, man, zero B. and shit. We, yeah, Steve Francis. You know saying so? Then there's Stephon point. Then you, go, then you go to the two oh, guards. God. We had we had the era where we had Kobe, T Mac, Wade. Goddamn! I saw Mitch Richmond coming up. Mitch, Bubba yeah. Chuck. Excuse me, Iverson. Jerry you know Stackhouse. Come on, man. Allen Houston. Mm. Reggie Miller. We say Reggie. Come Miller? on, man. No, I didn't say Reggie Miller, but still. Reggie fucking Miller. It's tough. Eddie Mike Jones. Finley. Eddie Jones. That's all I'm saying, bro. <laughs> like, we, 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 so we, let me ask you this. Blessed. Let me ask you this then. Because are we just naming the niggas we know and we consider it great? Because I think we're going to a barbershop with old head. He can do the same thing with the 70s. And name niggas nobody heard of. But N- No. No. I'm not buying that. Because, like, we, we, you and I, we know our basketball stuff. Mm-hmm. The ninety, the nineties and two thousands, I think they have more two guards, shooting guards than any other era. Vince Carter, come on, man. Yeah, come. So I mean, so I mean, the, the the thing was is when I mean, you they look, got like Adrian Danley, George Gervin. I I feel like when you look at it, right? Um, you know, what I mean, every one thing I've always looked at life at is patterns, right? It's a pattern. So when we talk about the big men, right? When you look at the eighties, early nineties, they're nothing but big men, right? Mm-hmm. So you got an influx of them. But then who'd you have running the league during the nineties? The guards. But with Jordan. And what do you get Wrath Jordan? This run of all these fucking two guards. Okay. Right? Amazing two guards coming after mm-hmm. him, right? So then you get a guy like um Steve Nash. And stuff and these shooting like these scoring type, you know what I mean? Gil Zero, all these type guards. And then look what you got. The Steve Francis. You can literally take all of these guards that we named and find their kids in today's NBA. Oh yeah, definitely. John ja Morant. So I, I ja Morant and you said was was a improved Derrick Rose. And he's also t- well, not improved, but a, a healthy Derrick Rose. It, but a, but Baron Davis uh Steve Francis. You yeah. see, you see that whole I always mix. Say he's a Baron Davis and Derrick Rose. Uh, yeah, like if they had a baby. Yeah, he's, he's that. Exactly, yeah. he's that. Right. You know, what I mean, you got Steph, and then you got Trey Young. Like you could see the it's just happening quicker. Yeah, it took a minute, right? It took till you know, Mike came in the league in '84. It took till '96 for Kobe to get to the league. That's true. Took twelve Damn. years. But yeah, with with now nah, them boys coming right after. Them. Yeah. But then it's a generation, and then step in the lead ten years the, now. The, the thing is, it's like it's not just one anymore. Too, it's like every Kobe has like eight babies right now. This is the most. This is the most skilled NBA has ever been. I agree, because I when agree. you think about it, you have because you look at what these like kids are doing now in high school. Not even high school. The middle school. The middle bro. school kids are ridiculous. Yeah. I told you about a ten-year-old that's amazing. Yeah, right. Told me he called work. Oh no, ridiculous dog, yeah. like ridiculous. Um, so just just looking at it from from that point of view, right? Like you have to be skilled, and you have access, and you see all these different drills and all these different things you could do. And you go on the court, 
and you're playing against kids that are so. I don't know if you could take. I don't know if me if you could put me at ten and play with these ten year olds. Right. Yeah. The only thing I would have over them kids is I'd be a dog. Yeah, I'd be tougher than. I'd be absolutely. I'd be a dog. Okay. I'm gonna ask you a question, right? Okay. You're you're you're. I don't, let's not say a brand new father. You have. You have a nine year old right now. Okay. Right. How and he's interested in basketball. How are you going about quote training him? How am I going about training him? Yeah. How are you getting him ready for being out here in these streets? How often you you wanna you you taking him to the gym? I think in the beginning. Gym? I think in the beginning it's gonna be on him. But I'm saying okay because the thing, thing is, is I, I don't want to be the father that's making you do this shit. Now, I may be the father that asks you, I, okay, you know what? Let me let me backtrack. Let me take that back. I'm asking my kid, how good do you want to be? That's what I'm saying. Like, and if then he, based if off of that answer yeah. is what the work we're going to put in. If he, if, if, okay, if your son shows genuine interest, and in, that's why I say what I said. If your son shows genuine interest in hooping, like he wants to be good, like he's watching the games with you when they're on, he's asking you to take him to the gym, Type shit, all kind of shit. Like, he's genuinely interested. It's not you living through your son. Your son wants to play basketball. How right? often am I training him? Yeah, how, how often do you Oh, we get getting in. Every daily. We get getting in daily. It's damn near second job for me. Hmm. We grinding. If that's I, what you want to do. I, I always said that I don't. you don't want to over-train him because you're all, you only get a certain amount of hours. Right. As far And we both know this as an athlete. You only get a certain amount of hours to be an athlete. Right, you know what I'm saying. That's why, like, as you get older, you drop ah, off. Sports. I see where you're going. I you feel what I'm saying? saying. So, like, what is what is your well to keep them from burning out? Well, here's you see what I'm saying. I Especially think, if they're mo- a multi sport kid. I think the burnout occurs in the way you train. I don't know if it's how often you train. If I can train you in a way that's enjoyable. You're not going to burn out. So if I can train you in a way that I can teach you and I'm finding your buttons and I push your buttons to where you want to come back, you're not going to burn out. Okay. Now, it's just like it's fun. Yeah, it's like a job, right? Yeah. Like you could if you really sincerely enjoy your job daily, it's not bullshit It's whatever, whatever. It's not hard to come back. Yeah, it's not hard to come back to work every day when you really like it. And the same thing. So I think that's what a burn. The burnout occurs in how you do it, not exactly how often or how much. We need to apply this to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, real shit. Because you think about it as I know. um, I saw actually last night talking about this shit, and I was like, "Yo, me and my brother, right in the mornings Mm -hmm. during the summer, we would get up, and I know it was early. Couldn't tell you how early, but I knew it was early because my mom would be leaving for work, and we'd be outside." Shooting, getting jumpers up. Getting but that was that was on you. That was on y'all. Oh that yeah, well, we were, yeah, yeah, word, my, word. yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't trust my dad. Teach me for that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that out the way now. I'm not trusting Jet to teach me how to hoop. I'm sorry. Nah, you want to teach me how to fight? Thank you. But to hoop, nah. Pops was not. Oh, pops man, wanted I'm that. Crying. Yeah, pops wanted that. But um, we were doing that right, and we'd yeah, be out there shooting. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, right. I, I'm sorry to cut you off. Now you good. You. you you the dad with the basketball court in the backyard? For sure. I know. Yeah, I'm about to say that's oh, me, son. For sure. That's me. 
For sure. I'm putting the basketball court in the backyard. Sure. You're just going to have to not like him. I'm going to tell you, what, I'm tell you what's funny about that, right? My pops went and uh, so for the longest, we had a goal and it was like a dirt court. It's funny, like, the way me and I learned how to hoop was so wild. And is like, if in seeing it, you could see why we, obviously he was the hooper in the family. So he was like, you know what I mean? Light is ahead of me and I was just decent. But it was, you could see why we became decent to good hoopers. Right. Like we grew up hooping on some country shit in the, on the dirt court. Dribbling on the dirt. But listen, it was the little things, right, that got us right. So uh, my dad built a fence around the house, mm-hmm. right? Well, the goal was right there in front of the fence. Now, if you missed... Oh, that shit went over the fence. Gotta now you go got to walk all the way around and go get that bitch. Got to go get that motherfucker. Piss you off every time. So eventually, you start, all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, so then uh, he went and got our um, a neighbor around the corner, man. He poured con- He did all kind of shit. And he poured us a concrete slab on the other side of the backyard. Mm-hmm. And Pops took the gold, put it there, and that became my court. It was just a concrete slab. It, it wasn't that big, but that was our little court. Right? I'm going to tell you something. How I fell in love with playing basketball. I yeah. was seven, six, seven, something like that. Yeah. And I was at my grandma's house for the summer. I used to go to my grandma's house for the summer every year. Right. This this new family moved in across the street from my grandma. Right. Mm-hmm. Had a young boy that they had a son that was my age. They moved in the second they moved in. They put like one of those real basketball goals in the Not the ones that you could push up with your hand, mm-hmm. but the ones where you gotta you you remember mm-hmm. you gotta wind them bitches mm-hmm. up. Like the real basketball goes in fiberglass backboard and everything. Right. Put the slab down, had a three point line, everything. I was out there just dribbling one day and the dad came outside and said, Yo, look, young man, if you want to go over there and play and shoot, you don't even got to come ash. Just, you could go straight to the backyard. Ever since then, I was hooked. I used to be at that bitch, bruh, because at, on my. On my mama's side of the family, I'm one of the only boys. Right. So I was always like kind of by myself. Yeah. And I would be over that bitch every fucking <laughs> day, G. Dying. Every day. I came my I came back from summer that time with my pops and I told him, it's like, yo, I'ma be a hooper, G. Yeah. It's like I, I hoop now. I'm gonna like, tell you this is what I do now. I'll tell you a wild story about me and my brother, man. Q would tell you this is hundred percent facts. Yo, I remember we would go to my grandma's house, right? And uh, out in out in out in Hinesville, and my grandma obviously had no rack, obviously. So what we would do was we would always bring our ball with us. Dog, she had some power lines that ran, like cause, I mean it was an older house. So this is back when yeah, this is back when the power lines used to run across that mall. Mm-hmm. And there was a gap. There was a gap. Nah. There was a gap in the power lines, probably about a foot wide. Bro, we used Y'all to be out that? there <laughs> shooting. On the gap in the power lines, dog. Like the, the so, shit we used to do, like bro, like because we couldn't. We were just young enough. Like there was a uh, there was an outdoor court, probably half a mile down the road, but we were too young to go. Yeah. So like she's always worried about us getting in fights and shit. We weren't from around there. Well, we was from around there, but we wasn't from around there. They didn't yeah. know us like that. So she worried about us getting in fights and niggas fucking with us. So we, you know, we go in the front yard, bro. Dribbling, yeah. Front yard, bro. We used to go, and it's funny because I'm just thinking about all this shit. My grandma had a pretty long driveway, bro. We used to do like dribbling drills where one will guard the, the other. Up and down. The so I got to get to the end of the driveway, and my brother pressing me, 
and then turn around and he'd have to get down to in the driveway. You know what I mean? So it was just funny just thinking about it, but it goes to like you asking about like the, you know, your son, like my dad didn't have to do any of that shit with us. Like he never had any, all, all we all we would do. Cause y'all what, wanted to. And all he would Bye. do was buy us a basketball when we said, Hey man, we tired of driven around the furry ball. Yeah. But that, if you was a hooper, you know that, the furry ball. But that kind of go back to what I was saying. Was your pops not around because he had to work so much? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't want that. I want to be able to yeah. to, to train my sons oh, or dog. daughters. No bullshit. Yeah, no, yeah. not that ass. Like, you know what I'm saying? I oh, don't yeah, want to make yeah, it yeah. seem pops, like yeah. only pops, 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 on, pops was on the road. I it was a uh, and shout out to pops. Like, and I hope this don't sound away, but dog, I used to be stupid excited. And honestly, I never thought of how it made my mom feel, but I would be so excited when my pops was at the game. Yeah. Because he was never at never the games. Never there. Yeah. More, more so than my mom's being there. She's always at the yep, games. It's, like, she's like, well, goddamn, you want to be excited. Sorry, mom. Yeah, like, yeah. mom's, you here all the time. But yeah. pops, oh, you come in bed. I'm about to show my ass. You know what I mean? So, it, I don't know. It's just different, man. Um, nothing I wanted to get to, man. Um, you catch this uh, this weekend football? I did. Uh, you know me. I'm not really a football nigga, but I did watch. And I am so glad Tom Brady took that L. Dog. I'm so glad Tom Brady Did you see that Tom L. Brady damn near did a Tom Brady, though? Did he walk off? No, motherfucker was down 27-3. Oh, yeah, they that walked bitch them back. niggas down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without, the, without Antonio Brown, without Chris Godwin and shit. My, my, hey. my thing, one thing I do want to talk about. Ain't OBJ fucking balling right now? All that shit they was talking about with him and Baker Mayfield? It's amazing. Come on, man. It's amazing. Come on, man. Team killer. All that shit. They said the same shit about T.O. Give him some fucking talent. Give him a halfway decent quarterback. Yeah, give him somebody that could give him the football. Give him a halfway decent quarterback. Watch him cook. Watch him work. They blame Baker. Look at Baker now. Hey, man. That nigga had like eight games, six touchdowns, some wild Mm -hmm. shit like that. I could do that. Just chuck it up to that you nigga real saying? shit. Just throw that bitch up. But nah, nah, it's real. Um, yeah, dope. I, I think um, the passing of the guard was this this weekend, though. As far as uh, Big Ben, Pat Mahomes, and yeah, uh, yeah. Josh Allen. Yeah, Pat yeah. Mahomes, Josh Allen. You got the because you already got your young guys coming up too yeah. behind him. You got Lamar Jackson wasn't even in the playoffs. Yeah, Justin Herbert right there on the cusp. Yeah, like you got niggas who, yeah, that boy could ball. You know what and I mean? Deshaun Washington ain't even played this year. Deshaun Washington even played this year. You know, hopefully he's a Falcon next year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but now, nah, dope. Nah, that'd be fly as fuck. And then y'all got a good pick this year too. Yeah, man. Just, you know, y'all can turn think, this shit around. Real yeah, quick. man. Um, I hate to make this a Falcon segment, but you know, <laughs> my 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 whole ain't Calvin the- really a free agent though. No, he wants out of Atlanta though. Ah, yeah, so he's ain't doing some mental shit, which is fine. That's another draft pick. I think oh, yeah. the Falcons really need the one thing the Falcons haven't had since the Super Bowl year, and I said it before, not on the podcast, just in general though, is the Falcons don't have an identity. Okay, yeah, they, y'all there's nothing we can hang our hat on. There's nothing we say we do well, right? So when you think about all these teams that are good, right? Think about the Chiefs. Think about that offense. You know that offense goes crazy. You know what I mean? The Bengals. That offense goes crazy. The receivers, they we ain't even going. talk about Joey B. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Them, them receivers go crazy. You know, I mean, on the other side, you know, you even the uh, always. Um, you know, what I mean, the 49ers, 
you know what I mean, that run game, that that offense, that our old offensive coordinators running out there, you know what I mean, Shanahan. And then Why the f- didn't they get that nigga the job? Who was there? Dan Quinn yeah. at the time? Yeah. Fuck he was Dan Quinn's coordinator. You couldn't. The real fuck up, I'm going to tell you the fuck up the Falcons made in that was that uh, Shanahan left, Matt LaFleur was there, and they did not promote Matt LaFleur's offensive coordinator. Oh. They went and got one of Dan, they got Dan Quinn's homeboy. Uh, what's my man's name? Um, uh, Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian? Yeah, they went and hired him instead of promoting Matt LaFleur. So then Shanahan went to the 49ers, the floor went to the fucking Packers and flourished. They're like, look at us now. Look at us now. Bad decisions, man. Bad. Sometimes it's so easy you make it hard. I did. I did. I did want to talk about something since the last little segment and shit, right? Okay. Uh, and you know personally, but you know when we talked about that other podcast that we were talking about, yeah. I had a joker get in my inbox and say <laughs> I had them boys fucked up. Welcome to podcast. You know what I'm saying? I had them boys got got my inbox talking about how I got them fucked up because. Them niggas be speaking real shit because they spit, they use numbers and shit like that, and they got a following and they got numbers, mm-hmm. I, and they getting money and shit like that. I want to be very, very clear when I say something. Say it. I know what comes with calling a nigga a bitch ass nigga. <laughs> I know what comes. I know the energy that that gives out. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Having cheese does not stop you from being a bitch ass nigga. And these two niggas is bitch ass niggas. I need need that to be very clear. I don't care if you got a following for teaching lame niggas how to fuck women that don't like them. Right. that's, That's what these niggas do. They teach niggas that don't go outside. They don't touch dirt. They don't talk to women. They don't like women. They see women as something to be conquered. Right. That's what these niggas do. They teach them niggas how to have sex. Yeah. That's bitch ass nigga shit. That's shit that we did when we was 19 years old. And nobody taught us that shit. And these niggas grown ass men. Grown ass men. They're our age. Yeah. Teaching teaching young boys this shit because that shit get them views. Mm-hmm. Corny. Bitch ass niggas. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to you know, since this is the last little segment, I needed to get that off. <laughs> I needed to get that off because yeah, nah, that's I, real. I, I respect real niggas that get on their platform and speak with integrity. They hold responsibility in their own actions. They're trying to teach the 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 young niggas that's around them how to move properly. You know what I'm saying? What that's big word with integrity and not be a bitch ass nigga. I think that's something that we bumped into too, though. Um, so you've been pretty much a regular here mm-hmm. uh, for a while, right? How has things gotten there? Because see, one thing about podcasting that when you do it this way, um, and no, not going to anybody else podcast, but here, like we we express our viewpoints in a lot of different ways, and we talk about a lot of different things, right? Whether it be women, we talk about sports, talk about life in general, right? Mm-hmm. And we put our experiences on wax for all to hear and all to to take in. Um, so for you, like you, you know, I mean, you sent me, you sent me the, uh, the, the message when buddy was writing you back and forth, mm-hmm. but so how has things changed for you now that you're no longer the guy who can, you know, you post a picture here and there and that's yeah. it. Now they know you or think they know you. Um, it hasn't really changed. Like the, the most, most times I get a comment 
about something that I said on the pod is when uh, I elect to like show a little clip mm. or something like that, and that's normally when I get something said about it. But the only two times somebody has DM me and. I got multiple DMs both times, mm-hmm. but the only two times is when we talked about flab and fat, and yeah. when I was talking about um, dating people that actually like you. Uh-huh. That got the the biggest response as far as people inboxing me and asking me about my thought process because for some reason it was like a new concept yeah. to people, and I never understood that. Yeah, but. It, it did register to me because when I figured it out for myself, it was a new concept to me too. Yeah. It's like, yo, it's like, that was the, the most engaging I've ever been in my inbox. Like right. ever. Yeah. So other than that, it hasn't really changed. You get, you get feedback from people be like, yo, I like this episode, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But they don't really jump in the, um, Jump in a full fledged conversation, unless you say something controversial, right? Which is interesting. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. like it's, I said that shit to you, and you're like, "Yo, welcome to the." Yeah, that yeah. first thing I said, welcome <laughs> to podcasting, welcome to podcasting, because you know it's it's funny, man. You you'll say shit, and you'll I got responses from folks that I didn't even knew talked. Like, and it's not a negative thing. It's just like, damn, bro. Like I didn't, or damn, like I didn't even knew you had a. Yeah, you know, say I, I haven't talked to you in years, but okay, so yo, I agree with you, or you know, say I don't know about that or whatever, like. But it's it's fun to do, but at times, and you know, I me, mean, I said to you when you first were coming on, I said, bro, like, don't come on and just say shit just because you feel like you got to say some shit, but also don't say anything that you don't believe. Yeah, and if you believe it, that shit is just gonna flow, and I think that's what's important in this, but. You know what I mean? I knew, especially with you being pretty much regular here, like it's, all right, about to start getting them now. Yeah. Because you get on, you go on your, you know what I mean? Your spills yeah. and like, When oh, I get yeah. find something, we, we start talking about something I'm passionate about. I don't even care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I just sit back and just let you cook. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's so, so it just, it's inter- it, just, it was interesting to see. Um, y'all keep hitting my guy with the bullshit, man. <laughs> see, this is what I be talking about, man. Yeah. Um, one thing that you were passionate about <laughs> was the guy Mike Todd. You see, oh yeah, you see, you see the, the the few things that have transpired since. No, I haven't. Okay, haven't. so he he did an apology video. First of all, so it's, there's a lot to unpack here. Apparently, that specific demonstration isn't new. So he's done that before. Two years, apparently, he did it two years ago. He just wasn't who he was, so it didn't take off and grow legs. Well, this is twice he Second spit time. on a nigga. Also, he he did an apology video. He apologized, said he kind of got. I think we talked about that during the episode, actually. But also, he did another uh, demonstration with the same guy. But he was talking about, um, and I forgot what the message was, but he actually ended up washing the guy's feet. I'm trying to process <laughs> that shit. Okay, here's my thing. All right, um, my grandfather, he's of African descent. Mm-hmm. That is a sign of respect 
in certain cultures. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely not about to badmouth that. Right. But I feel that that is just like bullshit because mm-hmm. of what you did to that nigga before. Right. God's got to be getting a bag. Oh, he yeah, has sure. to be. He's paying for that shit. Yeah, there's there's no way that this man is still volunteering for this. Mm. But my thing, okay. Men like that frustrate me to no end because he is so desperate to keep this attention he, from everybody. He will do whatever he think is shocking and because he knew that shit was going to generate a response washing feet even if it's it is a cultural thing it's a sign of respect because i know um if i remember correctly like when in certain african cultures when when you get married you wash your your mother and father's feet mm-hmm. or something it's something like that yeah. I, I may be wrong but I know, I think at some ceremony, you wash your parents' feet. So, don't, I understand the, the importance of it, but why now? Right. You feel what I'm saying? Like, after you just spit on a man. You feel like it was, um... Orchestrated? If that's the word you're about to say, fuck yes. Well, I was going to ask you, think maybe it was a, a, it was him kind of humbling himself a little bit, saying, listen, I don't mean to disrespect this man, and here's no. me. No? No. Okay. Well... That that's what it was supposed to be. But that's not what you rolling. Yeah, that's not that's not how I that's that's not how I feel. Heard you, heard you. No sir, no sir. That's, I'm just, it, that's it, not what I got from this. <laughs> no. You're not spitting on me. Yeah, I tell you, that's, that's what I'm saying, man. Me and you known each other for almost ten years now. Yeah. Ain't no way. First of all, ain't no way I would come to you and be like, "Yo, we about to do this bit." I'm a hawk spit in my fucking. In my napkin and you got wipe it up. on my man's face for you got views. Me, Cause you got me fucked up. I know, I know we like, hit. Yeah, we got, we shit. got to just, just the fact you thought about that shit. That's what I'm saying. I like, gotta like, nah. How much control me. does this nigga have over the nigga that he spit on? I mean, like, is that what you would do for a bag? Hey. Like, you go through all that for a bag, bro? Wild you times. Can, you, you could keep the bag. Wild if, times. If you got, if you got a fucking, if you got a. Bit on me and go put on a show of kissing and washing my feet, and you really don't even fuck with a nigga like that. Man, it's I, I don't know, dog. That Bitch shit is ass niggas, bro. It's I think that's the theme of this last segment. Nah, it is. That is. I can't name the podcast that. Oh no, nah, we ain't saying them niggas. Them niggas name. No, no, I'm saying that. I can't name the podcast. Bitch ass niggas. Oh no, 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 you can't. Do that. I mean, I would, but I can't. It just wouldn't. Cause that'll get taken in the wrong context, like a motherfucker. Yeah, like they don't we, think we bitch ass. Yeah, exactly, that's not the case. I ain't been a bitch ass nigga a long time. I was a bitch ass nigga a long time. I was a bitch ass nigga one time. I lied on my dick. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna. <laughs> yo, I did that <laughs> shit too. But yeah, you remember when we was little niggas? And they told us shit like you lying and dick get small. Come on, I'm gonna tell you some some of the, the my biggest bitch ass moment. Right? Okay. All right. So this is right when I got out the military. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I went back to visit. Um... No, no, no. This is when I was still in the military. Excuse me. Uh-huh. Totally different. Totally, that's a totally different story. Uh-huh. That ended completely different. But we're at the club. We're 21 some odd years old, right? And one of the cats that I'm with, he get into it with these niggas over a chick. Of course. 
get into it with these niggas. He in the car with me and one other my homeboys. So it's three of them niggas. It's three of us. Right. Eventually, it gets to the point we about to hit, mm-hmm. but we not gonna hit in front of the club. So them niggas hop in their car. They like niggas. What y'all niggas trying to do? They were like, shit, follow us. Fuck it. What you mean? Oh, okay. right. So we go behind this abandoned building. <laughs> it's funny now, but this shit was bad then. <laughs> <laughs> we get behind the building. It's three of us. Yeah. They pull up and then like eight cars pull up, nigga. Oh, I see what it is. Right. So, so. I mean. So, so, the, no, no, no. Let me finish because this okay. shit get, I, I was on some whole ass shit, bro. Right. I was like 19. Okay. Fresh out of high school, right? But I knew better, nigga. I'd have been in my scraps before. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> we get there and somehow. I let them niggas convince me that they would let my mans get his one. Mm. Yeah, the way you looking at me is the way I deserve to be looked at. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I, I, so, my man's still in the car. I'm out there, you know, blase, blase, blase. I'm ready to hit, but I'm like, shit, this the, this the beef between y'all two niggas. Yeah. Y'all fighting over a chick. Right? So, <laughs> finally, they be like, yeah, it's a ones. It's a bunch of them niggas. It's it's got to be about ten of them niggas at yeah. least, bro. It's like yeah, it's the ones we gonna let them get off. <sighs> Whole ass shit. Like I say, I tell my man's yeah, go ahead and hop out the car. You getting your ones? Man's hops out the car, and my man's he got hands. Yeah. He, he starts beating the shit out of buddy. <laughs> yeah. Starts beating the shit out of buddy. They start dragging my man's. Oh. Jump, jump. That that's not that's not it, bro. Cause I'm noticing, I'm noticing a, a, a way you describing this. It's telling me what happened. They start jumping my man's right. Yeah. Bam, I froze up. Yep, I froze up. I ain't ride. I didn't jump. I didn't do nothing, bro. You just watch it. I watched my man get beat. Cause yeah. I was so pussy. I, 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 I'm gonna tell you what happened. I started walking over there to get into the action. Yeah. Right, and three of them niggas say. Hey, yo, don't you fucking move. And I froze, nigga. Mm. Swear to God, nigga. I'm 18 years old. You just stood there. You ain't fucking moving. And I stood there and watched my man get beat. He got the shit beat out of him, bro. Y'all rode the same car? Rode in the same car. Had a conversation with him? No, had to take that nigga to the hospital. Mm. He got beat so bad, right? And (laughs) we in the hospital. I'm with him, right? He laying on the bed. That nigga say, Yo, Locke, what happened? (laughs) He said... He said... said, (laughs) And I... And... I'm sorry, bro, but still... (laughs) Niggas say... And your lock, what happened? I ain't had nothing. Yeah. I ain't had nothing. I just froze up. So what you told him happened? Huh? What you told him happened? No, I just said, man, I don't know, man. I just... <laughs> <laughs> my nigga, I was fumbling my words and everything. But the thing is, right, In the, within like a week span, I, me and my roommate yeah. that I was living with, we got into it 
with the bouncers at the club. Way more niggas, way bigger niggas. And I jumped and rode, and it wasn't a question. This happened before the situation that I'm in now. I mean, the story that I told. So we in the club, me and my me and my roommate, the two of us fighting like ten niggas in the club. Yeah. Right? I rode. It I, wasn't even a question. I, you was close with your roommate and another buddy? Way closer. That's why. Way closer. That's but why. still because But I, it doesn't change the fact that that was some bitch ass nigga shit. It doesn't, but I'm gonna shoot you some bail because I've been in a similar situation and it wasn't a nigga got jumped, but a nigga got his ass beat. And I watched them, and like, in most situations, I'd at least break it up. Right. I just watched you get your ass stumped out. I, I, but if it's but I really been, watched them jump on that nigga's. But back. I've been in another situation where it's a nigga that I was like close with, mm-hmm. and as soon as that nigga got touched, I react. It was up. Like it wasn't even a question. Like. I didn't even this is think just about me. it. I, I ain't really fuck with that nigga. Like yeah, that. yeah, that's all I was. Really but still, with. that don't change the fact, though. That don't it change don't. the fact. I'm holding this. No, 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 no. I, I, I would say I don't want to act like you. You, you yeah. didn't I do what you I did. I just because and the reason why I said the initial part of the story I'm saying is because when I I, I got out and I went back to visit is because when I went back to visit I saw that nigga for the first time mm-hmm. and then I went up to that nigga. And I apologize to that nigga because the same shit that happened to him happened to me. Mm. And I was like, yo, I, what happened with you is the same shit that happened to me. I got my ass beat <laughs> on that shit. And then, for some fucking reason, like the stroke of God, bro, this chick that was at this house party we was at, her dude um, had put his hands on her. And all the niggas that was at the house party went to that nigga house and beat that nigga ass. And me and that nigga was there. It just, yeah, it's crazy how that shit work out. But yeah, nigga, like that—that that was my biggest. Because. So trust me, I understand what what the fuck I'm talking about. I don't move like that no more. But yeah. I've had my bitch ass niggas moments. It happens, bitch ass nigga moments. It well. happens, it happens, man. Man, I had to get that off. That felt good. It, about I'm that. glad. I'm glad it did, man. Let's play some <laughs> music, man. Like you tell some old shit you done did. Oh man, hold on. Let me uh. Play, uh, damn. You know, I played that one already since I've been here. I got a story to tell you after this shit. I can't say it on mic. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Play, ah, damn. What do I want to play? Uh, mine by uh, Levin Cali. L E V E N K A L I. Mine. It's been three whole weeks since I saw your face. And girl, I need you here uh, when I call your name. Yeah. Cause I get high when I think about love. I get high when I think about us. Don't know why, but I've been holding on so long. Yeah. Now I can be your G. You can be my baby. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 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 I'm s
That's that shit, though. <laughs> All right. I know I can't sing. Y'all don't come in my DMs. Yeah, yeah, y'all don't do that. Yeah, I know. You just feeling the shit, man. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. All right. Um. So, I don't got no real sleeper, man. You know what? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Let me not be lazy on this one. Let's see. What could we find? Carl Anthony Towns fucking hope. I'm gonna do like I did last time, man. I'm gonna just random. go. Yeah, I'm gonna find me some random shit in the. Yeah, man. So, uh, fuck it. We're gonna do this, man. We're gonna play uh, Potato Head People, man. Morning Sun. I don't know this one at all. Man, you know I like you. I like you. But I gotta leave some. Potato head people, man. Uh, morning sun. Um, I should like that cut. Yeah, it's cool. Nice. Little, yeah, I like when I do a little get it right. <laughs> I be one. I don't be knowing what's in there, but I, I handpicked all of them, so I gotta assume I fuck with them all at some point. But that be my shit. Like that's that you talking about Sunday, like shit. Yep. Dog, that's candles lit. You know, in the crib, smell good, that's fragrance going. That's my new shit. I'm, you know I'm about to start not doing anything on Sunday. Man, the one thing about Sundays though. 
is that it's real hard to relax on Sundays because you know Monday, yeah, okay. Saturday almost got to be your. Well, yeah, well, long. My thing is, I just need to find a day. I need to yeah. find something. I had a thing I started doing, man, and um, I would take a day every day, every day of the week. I'll take a day to leave early, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll just leave work early. Like I'm talking 2 o'clock, whatever. And I, I want to have nothing to do. I just leave work early, go hit a bar or something, get me something to eat, something I like to eat, man, just chill. Rest of the day. You know what I'm saying? Just cool out. And it worked. I, I feel amazing after mm-hmm. So, anyway, man, so uh, that was actually episode 50, man. Damn. Uh, yeah, episode 50 of the Untitled Podcast, man. Um, sheesh. Literally. Yeah, literally sheesh. But, yeah, man, that's episode 50, man. So, uh, once again, man, I appreciate everybody. You fuck with us, fuck with us. If you don't. Don't you worry about it, bitch. I know somebody like it. I don't know if I did that last time, so. Don't you worry about it, bitch. I know somebody like it. A little extra one for, 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 your, for your head top. Two tops. times for your head. Yeah, man, two times for your head top, man. A little tune. So, yeah, man, so once again, uh, man, I appreciate everybody fucking us for the first time. That's that shit. I keep doing that shit. Yo, man, I appreciate everybody for fucking with it, man. You know what I mean? That this podcast thing is absolutely amazing. Um, I appreciate y'all. We're going to keep grinding this thing out, man. Keep doing what we do. Uh, With that being said, I am tired as shit. Yeah, man, it's rest time. Yeah, man, it's absolutely rest time, man. Appreciate y'all. Love is life, life is love, all that good shit, man. Um, it's something new too. I'm gonna try to, you know, give a little positivity on the way out. Um, <laughs> so that being said, man, appreciate y'all, all the good shit. You already know how we give it up, man. See y'all next week. Yes, sir.
niggas from the Ville could get a deal And tell them niggas at the top we want your spot, we are for real And yeah, we heard you got it locked, but like them socks, we on your heels So you best be on your toes, nigga, especially on your flows, nigga Cause man, they keep on checking for me, especially all your hoes, nigga Catch me on your doorstep, you see me, let me in All I wanna do is eat, I'm like the freaky lesbian No, all I wanna do is ball on TV, me ESPN They heard I'm about to blow, so all my enemies say let's be friends And all these rappers know just where I'm about to go, so catch me then Well, all the girls we knew that scream, fuck you, gon' let me in I'm definitely in a class of my own, at dinner with hoes Hoping that he passed the baton, he just passed the Patron Ain't nothing given, dog. it's earned, if you just living, dog, you learn I let you niggas see the light, I'm like the prison yard I yearn for that living loss, but mama, I ain't done yet Sit back and watch your sunrise, kick back and know your sunset Forever I ain't run yet, and never will Nas told me life's a bitch, Pac said fuck the world and I ain't come yet You up yet? My punchline's like gut checks, I'm raw dog, I'm rough sex I'm on deck, I'm up next, I'm God bless, I'm success, so fuck stress You can get the fuck from around me, and if you're listening, know you're wondering where the fuck they found me I'm from the Ville, what? Hey Wale, good looking Function, I breathe on and puncture Leave her like a female V-Gine, a puncture Waiting, showing you her beauty If she's naked It's like the view of a painting Or a lake kid This just how beautiful my day is Beat me how I'm raising Up the capital from Nathan Capital I'm raising Like I'm through punctuating Or shift keys Or an eye placement Cause shift the keys Get your capital raised up Motherfucker <laughs> Some more flavor. It's the Untitled Podcast.